Welcome to the Lockdown Lowdown with HappeningInHearts.com. I'm Piper Terrett. Coming up on the show, we've got an interview with Jeanette Bishop, canine behaviourist, on how to keep your dog in line on lockdown. And we'll be speaking to Kaylee Short, who runs the Mum's Guide to Hartford, on how to keep the kids entertained. Plus, we'll have fun and banter with radio star extraordinaire Graham Mack. But first, let's take a look at the news on what's been reopening in the local area. Well, for gardening fans, you'll be pleased to hear that the Leafy Oak uh, Garden Centre, that's the one on the old coach road, um, which runs parallel to the A10 um, by Great Amwell, is, uh, will be reopening soon um, to, uh, I think it's a pre-planned um, collection, so you um, will need to give them a ring and take a look at their, um, their Instagram page. We'll give them a buzz. Um, Simmons reopened last week, which was very excitingly, just a few of their um, their outlets, but they've since announced that they're, they're reopening more. So we've heard that the Hartford and Ware stores are reopening too. Again, take a look at their Facebook page um, to have a look. Um, Serendipity in Hartford, a lovely place where you can get delicious cakes and sandwiches. Um, they've reopened for um, collection and delivery. They're doing some delicious um, afternoon teas. Um, delivery in the Hartford area, so do take a look at their Facebook page too. And the Zagara Italian Ristorante in Hoddesdon is also reopening for takeaways. So check that out. Is your pup misbehaving on lockdown? Are you finding that some of the issues you had with them before have been exacerbated because we're stuck indoors all the time? Well, look no further. We spoke to Jeanette Bishop, a canine behaviourist, about how to deal with some of these issues. Hey, um, I'm here with Jeanette Bishop, who's a, can- a canine behaviourist. How are you doing, Jeanette? Hi, yeah, we're doing well. Yep, um, seeing lots of interesting situations going on in this new world we're living in. Oh, really? So, so I mean, what kinds of problems are you seeing with, with dogs on lockdown? So all the behaviours that you would normally see, that you'd only normally see for a couple of hours a day, because the rest of the time you'd be at work, we're seeing them being magnified during the day because everybody's at home. And it's a completely different situation for a lot of dogs that are used to their owners being out all day. Yeah, so what, like, like what sort of things? Barking or...? Yeah, so we're seeing more barking. Um, they're either overstimulated because there's more people around or they're understimulated. Um, and then you've got the issues of whether they're following you around the house or not. Uh, whether they're getting enough sleep because there's always something going on somewhere in the house that they want to be involved in. And then you've got um, an increase in puppy biting as well because they're being overstimulated. And having children around, children don't understand necessarily, especially if they're under five, they don't recognise the signals that a dog is giving them. Um, So they don't adapt their behaviour for the dog. So having children around is quite difficult for some dogs to handle. Yeah. I see. So puppy biting, because I mean, I, I, I live with me and my husband and then um, we have a four and a half year old. And then also we have a, a two year old pug and um, pugs are pretty, you know, very tolerant of children. But I can imagine that a lot of other dogs aren't. 
yeah because um dogs are very sensitive to their environment so a child moves a lot quicker than an adult does and sometimes they're not used to that or they um feel they want to move away from it but of course the child will move closer to them <laughs> whereas an adult might back off a bit if they see that their dog's uncomfortable a child would keep going and going <laughs> are there um are there other problems like you know i mean we're, we're certainly finding because obviously you're only allowed to go out for one walk a day that the dog's not getting enough exercise as well yeah because they're used to having a couple of walks a day aren't they so one walk a day is a long stretch it's another 24 hours before they're out the house again and these are animals they used to, they need to be out in the environment sniffing around and picking up all the smells and everything and then only getting to do that once a day so that is quite restrictive for them yeah imagine um i mean yeah we certainly i mean we <laughs> our pug ralphie is certainly packing on the pounds i would say at the moment um but um you know what, what i mean what what sort of uh what sort of tips would you have then for getting around these kinds of problems so with for a dog's health they need to have mental stimulation and they need to have physical stimulation so we can use enrichment to engage their mind and their noses because their nose is so important to them that's one of the main ways that they enjoy the world yeah. so we can use that with exploring things around the house with treats and um, activities that engage their mind so that they can then be tired later and have a rest because they need so much sleep we want to get the balance right between the mental enrichment and the resting and then we need the physical rest because you you know yourself that when you go to bed if you've done something mental all day sitting at a desk it doesn't necessarily mean your body's tired so you might be a bit restless in bed and not sleep properly and it's the same for dogs as well they need both the the mental and the physical so what kind i mean especially if you're i don't know say you're you're stuck in a flat um and you can't get out as much obviously what kinds of what kinds of physical activities could you do with your dogs okay so um you have to be careful inside a house, obviously, because you've got all the furniture and everything and you don't want to cause any injuries. And you might have slippery surfaces as well. Um, but you want to encourage things like um, maybe playing little games of fetch. It shouldn't be excessive games of fetch, but just throwing things just a few metres for them. Um, and um, you can use training as well for... Um, so so like what 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 kind of training like getting them to sit or stay and things like that or you can do the sit and stay which is helpful for separation anxiety but you can also do um loose lead walking inside the house because that's the perfect way to teach a dog to walk loose on the lead nicely is to start where there's no distractions so the house is the best place to do that so you can literally put their lead on and walk around the house with them and because they're not so eager to get anywhere, they're more likely to walk nicely and then you can reward that behaviour. And that, so that's like a dual purpose where they're getting reinforced for good behaviour and they're getting their exercise around the house. <laughs> oh, that's a really good idea. I wouldn't have thought of doing that. I mean, sometimes my, my little boy likes to put the lead on Ralphie and just sort of lead him around the house or drag him around the house. But that's, that's a really good idea. It's <laughs> onto something there. <laughs> Yeah, so, so you could get your child to put the lead on, give your dog a treat, you get your child to walk down the hallway, say, 
and give the dog a treat at the end of the hallway if they've walked nicely beside you. If the dog's pulling or the child's pulling, then that's not something you'd want to reinforce or encourage. But you can get your child to walk along and when you see the behaviour is good, you can say to your child, give the dog a treat. And yeah. the dog will learn to be by your side. Are, are Kongs a good, good thing? Yeah, they're a very good thing. Some, um, they can be used for multiple behaviour problems, really, because it all comes down to relieving stress. So when a dog is stressed, um, they can be helped with that by chewing. It's a natural instinct to chew. Um, in the predation sequence, um, when a dog has caught its prey, it will then hang around with that prey for a while while it calms down and then it will start chewing and that chewing releases chemicals in the brain that are calming after the big rush to catch their prey oh. so we can use that to our advantage with things like kongs because they help relax them yeah because i find them useful with with ralphie first thing in the morning if i'm trying to do some work on the computer and he's sort of zooming around like a maniac yeah. um i give him a kong and then he you know it gives him sort of occupies him for a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so you can let them zoom around for a little while to run off a bit of energy and then you can settle them down with a kong so you can then get on with your work because <laughs> i mean it's it is it's difficult for everybody at the moment isn't it trying to trying to do work with children and animals around <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um do you do you also think do, do you think obviously a lot of us are worried about um what you know the, the virus and, and and things does that does that rub off on the dogs yes yeah, so, um the owners might be stressed at the moment they might be very sad and that really does rub off on the dogs the dogs notice the the behavior of the owner is different and they follow suit <laughs> Yeah. Is, is there anything we can do to sort of mitigate that or? Well, it's really a case of looking after ourselves and making sure that we're OK and then we're going to be behaving in a certain way that's OK with their dog. So it's really about self-care, which has a knock on effect on the dog. Yeah, I think we, we're hopefully going to be talking a bit about that next week. Um, yes. some people hopefully um what about um separation anxiety because obviously at the moment everybody is together but then at some point things may go back to some kind of sense of normality and do you think the dogs might might suffer a little bit definitely if they're going to go from having people around all day and then everyone's out all day it's going to be quite a big shock especially for those that um the younger ones that might not remember the time when they were left. So they're going to be, have to learn from scratch again. The old ones might remember spending several years where their owner went out to work and yeah. they might be okay. But yeah. Yeah. So what we need to do is yeah. to um, get them used to it now. So that involves going out the door, maybe not always taking them out when you go for your walk. Um, and then you also want to um, practice the routine that you would normally do for walking out for work. So that's not a big shock to them. So what you can do is to literally get everything you would do when you go to work. So you put your coat, your shoes and get your bag ready, walk out the door and come straight back in. And then the dog learns that something good happens when you walk out and it's conditioning the triggers to mean good things. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, so it's 
and then you would build up the time that you walk out the door so to start with just to be sure you'd literally go go out and come back in again but gradually you just stand outside the door for five minutes with your neighbors thinking what on earth are you doing <laughs> <laughs> but you're teaching the dog that it's okay to be alone because they're inside and you're outside <laughs> and you can build that up to um more and more time and you can also do that within the house if you can't actually if you're in an area where you can't go and stand outside you can do that in the house by being in different rooms oh that's a good idea yeah so you give them something to do in another room that makes them think this is really good being by myself because look what i get i get this treat and it's reinforcing with them and conditioning them to enjoy being separate from you and, and tell me a little bit about your group Yes, yeah, so my group is wonderful. It's really expanding now and everyone is so helpful and kind in there. I've been amazed with the help that, and, and the way the people are looking out for each other. Um, so every day I'll get four or five posts of people asking me how to help with their problems and I'm able to give them a bit of advice there. Yeah. And they can see how they go with that before they might need to take it further. They might not. So quite often say someone would say my puppy's biting and I'd say well how much sleep are they getting how much stimulation are they getting and then we would go from there to work out what is causing the problem and then finding the solution that might work for them and taking it from there. Oh that sounds really good so, so how can people get in touch with you Jeanette if we've got a problem? Okay. I've got the, the group which is help my dog yeah. um, there's a few groups with that name so be careful that you go in and it's run by me Jeanette Bishop um, or they can contact me on 07527 577 987 or they can email me at solutions at jbcanines.com Fantastic well thanks so much for uh, talking to us today Jeanette you're welcome. I just love to talk about dogs. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love dogs. So it's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Struggling to keep the kids entertained on lockdown, we spoke to Kaylee Short, who runs the Mum's Guide to Hartford website, to get some good ideas. I'm here with Kaylee Short, who runs the amazing Mum's Guide to Hartford blog, which is really helpful to a lot of uh, mums and dads on, on lockdown. How are you doing, Kaylee? Yeah, I'm doing really good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Surviving, I think, just about. <laughs> I think that's probably the same for every parent at the moment, isn't it? Surviving. <laughs> yes, it's definitely surviving. It's, it's a lot of juggling, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, um, Sorry, and your uh, your list that you do sort of every day of all the different different things that you can do virtually yeah. and otherwise are, are massively useful to to local parents. I think. So, oh, I hope so. Um, obviously, we used to do what's on posts every day anyway. And out of all the Mum's Guide to pages, it was me that decided to start doing them every day. Um, most of the other sites used to just do them at weekends. And I thought, no, do you know what? I personally, as a parent, I always do things on the page which I think I would find useful as a parent. And I, I do use them, obviously. So I, I thought, no, I'm going to start doing this every day so that people know that even if they're not clicking on the web page every day, they can see what's on. And they can count on us basically to know that every day about 7 p.m. at night, the post goes up for the next day so that they can see what's going to be going on. And that's obviously really useful, particularly for dropping classes. 
and um, because yeah. obviously if you've booked a term of classes you would know when, what time that's on but perhaps you've got a day off or you just fancy doing something different and you don't know what dropping classes are on the next day it, it helps local businesses helps to promote them um, and also helps helps parents to see what there are now obviously when we when uh, corona came out and things were starting to change we are a small business just like everybody else and i'm not yeah. going to pretend it wasn't worrying because or suddenly all the things that i would usually be promoting were not happening again yeah. uh, and it, to be honest i i it was quite an overwhelming time because not only was it upsetting is in what's going to happen to my business but it's upsetting because i work really closely with these activity clubs and classes providers and Hartford Theatre and you see them having to cancel their events and and you worry about people's businesses and you worry about how they're going and that's when I decided actually I'm going to try I'm still going to do my what's on posts and I'm going to do what's on virtually every day so I try and promote my posts are kind of uh, put into segments so that I'll do local activities clubs and classes at the top so that people can still support places like Zambini or little bees that usually they perhaps they would go to in, in Hartford um, and they can still go along to those events virtually. Leaf Cafe as well are doing um, amazing, they're carrying on with their story times locally, uh, but also it gives us the opportunity to promote uh, places that are outside Hartford but that are providing amazing educational content. Because I think at the moment, I don't like to call it homeschooling because it's not really, it's emergency education or whatever, <laughs> whatever we're managing to do, uh, which some days for us, we're doing a great job, some days not so great. Um, but I think that it's a great opportunity that as we are stuck at home uh, and in this unique situation, which we will probably hopefully never find ourselves in again in our lifetime, Please it's a great God. opportunity. There, there's, uh, there's a war museum in Liverpool that were producing some amazing content. They were doing history lessons live from like bunkers. Um, mm. And that, like, that was really popular on the webpage. Those people were clicking on it. And, and I think that if you can promote national content as well, that's going to help people. Perhaps if they're struggling with trying to get your child to do loads of written work they don't want to do, perhaps some might sometimes just finding a bit more virtual content that's going to engage them in a different way is useful. So how many children do you have, Kaylee? I have two. I've got two boys. Um, so I've got Jacob, who is six, and Oliver, who is two. We're going through the terrible twos at the moment. And we also, as lockdown began, we decided to start potty training. Oh, which, joy. Yeah, I mean, he's done, he's done now. And because we were kind of like, we knew that he was ready, but we were like, might as well embrace him to stay in. But when in the first few weeks of lockdown, when I'm trying, <laughs> trying to rejig my business and Get to get to grips with the schoolwork that's been sent home. I did kind of curse myself and think, why have you added an extra pressure for yourself? But it's all done now. <laughs> well, that's so, the main thing. And just so, to liven things up a bit. <laughs> absolutely, you don't want it to be dull. But like you say, you might as well, you know, take the time to do these sorts of things. But I mean, how how easy has it been to keep them entertained? Um, it's not easy, is it? Um, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Um, I. I don't have all, all the answers. Um, I like to think that I've got some good ideas of things that we've done. And also I take a lot of inspiration from my followers as well, because they will quite often tag me um, on particularly on Instagram of things that they've done, um, which can be a, a really good idea. Um, it really depends. I try not to let them have too much screen time. If you yeah. let my six year old, he would just sit on his DS playing Pokemon games all day. Um, and so even when I'm promote, like even when I'm finding out about amazing virtual content, um, I don't want that to be all that they are doing. Um, so I try to keep them busy with other things as well. I find when the sun is out, it's a lot easier than when it isn't. <laughs> so yes. we're lucky enough, obviously, we've got a garden. 
my children are, when they're in the garden they find things to do they they generally play nicely sorry to our neighbors when they're screaming um but they generally <laughs> play nicely together um last weekend the weather was beautiful and we decided that we we were um supposed to be going to butlins at easter and they didn't oh. know about it and we were so sad that we didn't get to go but obviously you know it's more important that we stay home and stay safe at the moment but we decided exactly. to do a little staycation in the garden so when they were asleep we put the paddling pool up in the garden we put the sun beds out and um, we'd filled up the fridge with like ice lollies and like treats that they normally only have on holiday we'd kind of downloaded some songs that we would normally listen to on holiday like party dances and stuff and we literally treated it as if we were at the pool and spent pretty much the whole weekend um around the pool and had a really lo lovely time um, and we ate outside at the table and just tried to make it really fun with them. Um, so that, that worked using our imagination lots. We hosted an afternoon tea at home. Um, it was my husband's birthday. And so in the garden, I have um, my, my office slash workshop, um, yeah. which has got a lock on the door. So it's really useful for me at this time. <laughs> I, I wish I had one of those. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and I basically I turned it into like a little cafe and oh, wow. uh, hosted like a little just a little just a little afternoon tea so literally it was just a few scones and a few sandwiches I'd made really easy to do at home um I didn't make the scones actually I bought them from Tesco's um but I, I just made a few sandwiches and put like, I don't a little judge out. and uh, do you know what he, my my son absolutely like loved it he said it was the best day of, of his life and it was something so oh. simple um to do and so we we loved that kind of using our imagination and trying to make it an adventure for them. I, I do find, I don't know how other parents are feeling about this, but as time goes on, the, the children are, are finding it more and more normal to be at home. Yeah. Um, they, they don't, they don't seem to kind of question it as much. We, we try and go outside for our daily walk. We got them up early this morning. I say we got them up early. That's not the truth. They got us up early. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we went for a, a walk over the meads in Hartford this morning and saw some cows and had a nice walk and then uh, come home and they were pottering around in the garden for a bit. Uh, but I think, to be honest, they would be probably quite happy to stay at home now, which is what I worry about, that they do become kind of used to it, don't they? So... Yeah, I think you do sort of worry that they, that, I mean, my son's become quite, quite used to it. Which is good, which in, is good in one way, because you want them to be settled and happy. But then it, when they do actually go back to school, it might be, yeah, it might find a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Tell me about Ranger Stew. So Ranger Stew, um, Stuart is my husband um, and he is uh, a local we well, started out being a children's entertainer and also an educator so he would go into local schools um not just local he also does a lot of schools in london and um essex and buckinghamshire etc um and basically teach them about animals and would take animals with him um to demonstrate now i'm trying to think when it was now 2015 um him and his business partner nick spellman decided to approach um the Broxbourne Council regarding um, Cedars Park. I don't know if you've been to Cedars Park. Mm. It's um, on the Beautiful, beautiful park. They had a very small pets corner there that was run by the council and it pretty much had just a few kind of rabbits and budgies and things in. But it was a great resource um, and in obviously a historic park and they wanted to educate more people. And so they approached them and asked whether they could basically take over the site and move their animals in and totally renovate it which is what they what they did the council thankfully said yes the idea behind it is that it would be a community zoo yeah. um so even though we are only an acre um the, so we are very small uh, we do have a full zoo license so 
they are a zoo um, and the idea was that we would we keep it as affordable as we can for parents um, because we obviously do have to charge because animals cost a lot of money to upkeep yeah. um, but we try to keep it as cheap as possible so basically to get in it costs one pound a child for a, a child that's over two um, and two pounds an adult um, and they have lots of events on there every day when they're open, unfortunately not at the moment, but that you can go in and you can feed the meerkats, you can stroke a tortoise, you can stroke a skunk, you can go and feed the fish, it's all included. So it was just basically the opportunity. I've always found that children, um, if they're learning about animals and you want to inspire them with a passion to learn about the natural world, um, that actually being up close and personal to animals is a really great way to do that. Um, now, obviously, when lockdown happened, the parties that... Ranger Shoe would normally do and his school talks etc all, all had to be postponed and the zoo yeah. isn't open to the public anymore even though the staff are, are still there the staff have to go in and look after the animals because the, my husband comes home quite often and says that people poke their head because a lot of people you see this part for their daily exercise of and they course. kind of shout over the gate saying where are all the animals and like they are still here they just can't be on display at the moment. <laughs> um so, so all of that stopped so he basically he started his uh, Ranger Shoe's virtual zoo Again, he just wanted to provide a free educational resource that people could access, particularly if you've got children that are interested in animals or just children that are looking for a different topic. It's been picked up um, by quite a few uh, sites that are basically for people that homeschool their children normally um, using it as a resource as well, which yeah. is really good. So basically he does a blog every week. Um, this week has been the best one, I think, yet so far, which is the Dinosaur Week. Next week it's... Um, herbivores omnivores and carnivores and he basically has a topic and on monday he will release this topic onto his web page which will talk about um different activities and he will put different content together for them and he'll try and make it for kind of different levels so key stage one key stage two early years foundation etc of different activities that they can do and then on a wednesday he'll put up a video on his youtube channel um which he's filmed himself using animals at the zoo um basically to enhance that that content and then every saturday he will do, he does a live he does an animal q a which the children have really been loving because yeah. you, you can see because it will come up and say a parent's name you can see it's quite obviously a child that's typing a question um, <laughs> and he will sit and answer any questions about animals that the children have got and um, so he's been really enjoying it it's been keeping him busy and i know that there's been lots of not just local families but families like across the uk that have been using that resource and have been keeping their children entertained with it so well, that's so, fantastic. That sounds like a, a, a great educational tool for uh, for the children, and and a bit a bit more interesting than just you know working on some worksheets or something. Yeah, I think it's a. I, I like the fact that he's 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 not just producing virtual content; he's producing actual activities that they can go away and do. So this week, one of the activities was to do like a dinosaur fossil picture oh. using either sticks from the garden or spaghetti. Um, and I was only mildly annoyed that he used my spaghetti to do it, um, but it was it, it was really good. It was really effective. Um, he usually gets Jacob or Oliver to help him, depending on what he's doing. And, and I came down early one morning, and they were both sitting at the dining table. You know, no technology insight and they were there making these pictures with spaghetti and it was actually it was really lovely um, to see. And I'm I'm sure that there, there's lots of parents that enjoy that there's other activities to do um, we love i don't know about you with your children but we love doing arts and crafts um, yeah. and now is really now was the time when this happened when i was like right where is the arts where's the arts drawer digging out yeah. what have we got in here um, and there's lots of local companies as well that are producing either like competitions 
or things for the children to do. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Mill House, Hartford. We yes. love the Mill House. Yeah. We go to, we work, uh, Mum's Guide to Hartford works really closely with, with Charlie, who runs the Mill House, um, promoting her events and uh, things that she does. She runs the Little Artist Art Club um, when, yeah. they're, when they're open, um, which is great. We've been along to that ourselves and we've had a really good time. But she's basically on, if you go on her webpage, um, she has produced uh, a whole range of things. So you, there's things from, we've just signed up to um, subscription art boxes. So every Friday oh. she delivers, a box gets delivered to your doorstep, which I love because it's got everything you need in it. So there's nothing worse than finding activities to do online and then realizing you haven't got the stuff for it at home. And obviously you can't go out and get it. You could place no. an Amazon order, but who knows when that's going to turn up. And exactly. um, so literally everything from paint, every, everything you would need for that week's task is included uh, but also more so than that on her website she's got loads of downloadable stuff um, yeah. but some of which is free some of which there's a minimal charge for she's put up some um, Hartford colouring in sheets which are just brilliant so like you've got the theatres colouring and the castle there's some affirmation bunting that's another free activity that's on there so things to keep your children busy um, out, that are also free as long as you've got a printer um, yeah. That's a great resource. And also at Van Hague's, um, the East Hearts Miniature Railway um, oh, Society, yes. they've got two competitions running at the moment, which I think are really good activities to keep your children busy. Mm. One of which is a colouring competition. And you basically can take a picture and send it into them. And the winner gets five free tickets to use when they reopen. And the other one for slightly older children is um, to design a signal box. Yeah. Which I think is a great activity to kind of keep your children engaged and inspired. Give you five minutes, perhaps, to have a cup of tea. <laughs> and to oh, keep them away God. from screens all the time. Yes. So. Well, that's brilliant. Well, th thanks so much for, for talking to us, Kayleigh. Some fantastic ideas in there. No problem at all. Thank you for having us. No and, excuse. And uh, thanks for all your support as well. Oh, you're very welcome. No excuse not to have the kids finding something to do. Well... What I would say is I think the parents do, at the moment, um, I see it a lot on social media. There's a lot of parents that are putting pressure on themselves. Oh. And perhaps if you've had a rubbish day and you go on social media and you see your friends or you see various different mummy sites put something up saying that they've had a lovely day and these are all the different activities that they're doing. It's just important to remember that that's a snapshot, just one little snapshot of what's been happening that day. Um, and that nobody is at home having the most wonderful time all the time. Um, it's a struggle for all parents. And I think it's, it's important to be kind to ourselves as well. Um, so it's important to be kind to yourself. Um, just accept that some days are gonna be better than others and just do the best you can. That's all any of us can do. No, I think you're absolutely right. Because I think you're right. I think people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves and, and really we just have to muddle through this and we're not, we're not all, you know, teachers. No. And also ch children are all different, aren't they? Some, some children will adapt to it better than others. Some children will like sitting down and doing their schoolwork and other children won't. They just, children are different. They learn in different ways. They need different things to inspire them. And the good thing is that they, there is lots of resources out there that you can find but you are going to have bad days and you are going to have days where about I, I said to you earlier that at 10 o'clock one day I was like right we'll just write this day off and put the tv on that's going to happen um and I think you just have to park it and say right th this is today this might be happening today but tomorrow is a whole new day so just be kind to yourself um and hopefully this won't go on for too much longer but no exactly oh well, thanks so much Kaylee no problem thank All you very much cheers bye bye, bye. Now, is your home a mess on lockdown or is it as neat as new pin because you're always at home? 
Earlier, Graham Mack and I had a chat about what a tip my house is at the moment and other embarrassing things that have been going on. So where were we at? So we were talking about your house being a tip and your house, house is, is usually a tip because you're at work all the time. But if you're there all the time, can't you just kind of tidy as you go? Well, it, it's, it's because everybody is there. <laughs> it's because everybody's there. And I have a messy husband and a, an even messier four and a half year old and a dog. So, uh, and probably I'm a bit messy too. So there's just stuff everywhere. People get all their toys out. You know, the dog's there with the being kept quiet in the corner with a Kong full of peanut butter or something. Um, you know, my husband's likes gardening so he sort of forgets to take his shoes off and wanders through the house with with muck everywhere and the thing i mean like you know uh it looks okay you, you know my screen you can just see you know nice bookcase in the background but what yeah. you can't see is is my husband's dirty clothes on the sofa <laughs> behind me um yeah <laughs> welcome to chaos but it's only because they're not clean enough isn't it really let's face yeah. it yeah yeah because I learned yeah. something, something else, you know, this week, 27 years in the radio, only learned about microphones this week. Also learned something about women this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks to lockdown. Uh, you know how I, my, my lockdown haircut, which I gave myself another yeah. one, and now it's too short. Okay? <laughs> it looks all right to me. No, and I've no, noticed I am actually thinning on top and didn't oh. realize, so oh. I can't have it this short anymore. So, anyway... Uh, I'd been using the scissors. So I, you know, I knew where the scissors were because I'd put them away. And yeah. um, in this house, your house might be the same. Me, as a bloke, can never find anything, can look for ages. And then I say to Julie, do you know where the such and such is? And she puts her hand straight on it. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I always thought that that was a magical power that women have, is they know where everything is. <laughs> But we had the reverse this week because Julie said to me, do you know where the scissors are? And I opened the drawer and I went, yeah, they're here. And she went, wait, that's amazing. You have now. And the reason why I knew where they were is because I put them away. Yes, yes. So this is women, why women right, do. Women do not have a magical power. It's just that women are the ones that put everything away. Men yes. don't put anything away so they don't know where anything is. No, that's right. In a way, they know exactly where everything is. It's, it's just pure logic. It's not magic at all. No, it's not. This is so, exactly what it is. So I don't know whether I've lost a little respect for women over that. Because I thought, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, because I thought, wow, this is such a gift that you people have, like a, an extra thing you can do that we can't do. It's just pure and simple that women put everything away. And men leave it out. That's it. Yep. Yep. That is exactly it. Men, put your stuff away. Put <laughs> your then, stuff away. If you want to have the power of putting your hand on anything and knowing where it is, put it away in the first place. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I spent the last 20 years following my husband around, tidying up after him. You know, I should just employ somebody to, to follow in his wake. You know, tidying, tidying stuff up a bit like, I don't know, Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Where he has those, you know, those servants looking after him and washing him and stuff like that. It'd be like that. Just a few, a few kind of a couple of paces behind just, you know, <laughs> and maybe I'd have a separate one for Stellan because he's the same. Like, Mummy, where is that? It's here. Blah, blah, blah. And that's the same because I have put all his toys away. Although yeah. we have taught him to put his toy. He has to put his toys away after dinner to get a lolly. Ah, bribery. <laughs> yeah, oh god yeah bribery bribery her way yeah dreadful dreadful yeah. 
Yeah. And he, he's been streaking though, hasn't he, quite internationally? <laughs> um, yes, he has, yeah. At least between counties. I'm not sure whether it's okay. it right, well, at least on the, on the but... World Wide Web. And they say, you know, yeah. there is talk that Zoom is hackable. So you just oh never God, know. Yeah. yeah. No, so you what's, don't. What's, what's the story? Well, um, about 10 o'clock, my husband has a, usually has a, a meeting online. So like his daily sort of stand up meeting. And then um, basically that is about the same time of day that the, the call of nature calls for Stellan. And this and is he, video conferencing. This is a Zoom style meeting. Video conferencing, even before lockdown. Yeah, it was yeah. video conferencing with work. And it's, you know, it's an account, accountancy firm he works for. Um, and yes, so Stellan rushes upstairs um, in the bathroom and then there's usually between, and it's like I said, between 10 and quarter past, and it's always exactly on the dot, there is the call of, Daddy, please can you wipe my bum? And then also he'll then decide to get dressed after that and start running around naked. Right. And, and this has been going on in the background of these really important meetings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But he's not the only one. I know that, um, you know, somebody else's partner accidentally sort of wandered past in the nude as well because they were getting... Because, I mean, let's face it, most people are working in their bedrooms, aren't they, I think? Bedrooms or a kitchen or something. Yes, like and, and most people's relationship is at the stage where you walk around naked in front of each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, or now and again, you forget, I mean, I've nearly done it where I've gone and had a shower and then Doug said, you know, you do know I've got a conference call in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh god quickly grab clothes and run in the other room but you can't control what children do no I mean, they don't they don't care especially no. you know four and a half mm. that's it for the lockdown lowdown this week join me next week when we'll be speaking to hartford art society about their online spring show and twist teas in harpenden about teas that will make you feel a whole lot calmer in lockdown stay safe people